Hello and welcome back to the What the Derf Show. My name is Freddie alongside my co-host Noemi. And in this episode, we have a very special guest for you. His name is Chris Pouliers. Chris is a Los Banos, California native, and he's an amateur bowler. The dude has bowled 25 perfect games. That's 25 games that he's bowled 300. It's ridiculous. He's been bowling since he's been in the womb. I mean, he's been bowling for as long as he can remember. He bowled in college. He's bowled tournaments in Japan. He's bowled tournaments in Vegas. And he's just an all-around good dude. We get into his, like, we get into bowling, obviously. But what we really want to do is put an emphasis on something you have a passion for and how you pursue it, how you maintain it, how you stay consistent through the ups and the downs. We also talk how you can build a community, not just local to us and at the What the Derp show, but just communities in general. The bowling center was shut down during COVID, as along with a lot of other outdoor activities. So we talk about how important it is for things to be open and accessible and to have boots on the ground when it comes to building a community for the, the adults and the next generation army, which is our youth. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was really fun. We do it in a bowling alley, so you're going to hear a lot of sound effects in the background. And I love it because the ambiance sets the conversation. He's a bowler. We did it in a bowling alley. And I, I'm here for it. As always, have a good day, because if it ain't good, then why have it? Enjoy the episode. Bye. Hey, dear listeners, I do want to let you know the different ways that you can support this podcast. First, you can just follow me or Noemi on Instagram. I'm what the derf. Noemi is o.noemi3. On my Instagram profile, there's a link tree with a Venmo, my TikTok, even a P.O. box. So many different ways you can support this podcast. If you can follow us and like us on all platforms, we'd really appreciate it. We thank you for the support, the donations thus far, and we look forward to the What the Derf Show future with you. Love you guys. So we'll find out. You have an outlet right next to you, too. So if worse comes to worse, I'll go get all the stuff. I didn't realize that I'll be leaning over like this the whole time. <laughs> check one, check two. Okay, cool. We're starting. We're okay. starting. All right. uh, welcome back to the What the Derf show. On the mic in this session, we have a local to the community of Los Baños. His name is Chris Pouliers with a G. If, hey. if I didn't tell you how to say it, you'd say Pug Pugalese. Yes, I'm just saying. that's what everybody Pugalese. says. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I'll go ahead and let you uh, introduce yourself. Go ahead. Hi, Chris Pouliers here. Yeah, and, and Freddie's one of the ones that can say it right. Uh, I have a lot of friends, and they still don't say it right. Um, how do they say it? Uh, a lot of different ways. Pugliese. Uh, like I say, they say it with the G. So, yeah, yeah. Freddie's one Puglier. of the ones that says it really. Some, some say it like that, yes. <laughs> Pouliers, yeah. But, yeah, Pouliers. There was um, the reason I, I know how to say it is because there's a guy that used to work at uh, the, the job that I, at CCID. <laughs> yes. And his last name was Pouliers. Oh. Yeah, and he retired. So then Related people would say no? it. Yes, my cousin, Mark. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. the people would say it, and then I'd read it. So I already yeah. I knew how to say it before I read it. Oh, so okay. it is what it is. It made sense. That's yep. the thing, though, about having unique last names. Like, my last name is Sesenia. And uh, people call me Yesenia. And I'm like, no, it's Sesenia. <laughs> but they call me Yesenia, Chizena. Sure. They say all these weird stuff. And, yep. Um, yep. That's all I heard through school, too, even though I had it was me. So I was the old one going to school for my cousins. So they would they would hopefully try to get it right for me. And then all my cousins would, you know, my, and my sister or anything, they would get it right. But teachers would still mess it up. Yeah. 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 It was messed up when I graduated. <laughs> so if you're going to yeah. hear some noise in the background, and I probably already talked about it in the intro, which I'm going to record after, but you'll have heard it before the episode. <laughs> and there's some noise in the background because we're in a bowling alley. And yep. the reason why we're in a bowling alley is because Chris is an amateur bowler, an avid bowler. And yes. Uh, yes. We are at Jungle Gym's bowling alley. In Los Banos, California. Banos. And this it's popping we... right now. So, yeah. And that's what we wanted. I wanted to, I wanted to hear the that right there if you heard that that was a strike yep. it wasn't a strike but we'll pretend it was <laughs> and um i, I want to get into chris you you grew up in los baños you you were here when there was a bowling alley let's talk bowling you know just this ground zero you could talk about whatever you want right now but i want to get into bowling and the beginning of bowling in los baños yes bowling bowling bowling's been big in los banos um when i was growing up so i'm 53 so i grew up in the bowling center um, my my parents bowled league Friday night league, so I remember always going to league on Friday night. And when I was old enough, I was able to keep score for him. That was the best because all the bowlers would tip you for keeping score for him. Um, so, and back then, it might have been like a quarter or fifty cents a game or something like that. But yeah, 
So hey, that'll get you a Wonka bar. It would. It would. <laughs> and, and back then, you know, video games were only a quarter. You still put money in video games. Oh, so yeah. We bowled, uh... The kids bowled their league on Saturday morning. So I bowled Saturday morning after being there Friday night. And so after bowling, I had a pocket full of change to go play video games. Nice. So that yeah. was always fun. That was yeah, always fun. so it was yeah. a quarter to play a video. Now it's like two dollars each bucks. one yeah a couple bucks yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody sometimes like, more it depends if it's like those crazy like shooting ones it's like five bucks yeah yeah those I'm are pretty, like what the heck? pretty intense how long have yeah. you been bowling chris so i always think my dad always said like around six he started taking me bowling oh. so off and on from when i was little and then little yeah then i got more into it as i got into junior high i remember one of my first bowling balls i could throw was my mom's ball because it fit my hand perfect so i okay. take i'd take her ball when we'd go practice me and my dad and then later on, get to high school, once your own ball, you start bowling your high school league. So then I got my own ball, get it all fitted to myself. So that was probably the start of it when I really started getting into it, when you have your own bowling That's ball. Cool. Which yeah. which is awesome. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I grew up bowling on Friday nights Same. in San Jose. Same. And it was just fun. And you'd see people with their own balls. But I also grew up poor, so it wasn't even a thought that I could have my own yeah. ball. Yeah. And then, and I then, thought it was like a senior citizen thing. No, no. <laughs> you know? And then I always bowled, but so, I was like, oh. Wait. And I remember I went to go buy my first cheap ball, and I got it in the mail, and there weren't any holes in it. I'm like, dude, what is this? There's What's no this? finger holes. Yeah, you got to get them drilled. This is defective. So uh, you you go to like the so back even room. If you, even if you order them, you have to take them to a special place. I didn't know that. So yes. you yes. go to to like this back room in a bowling alley. I went to Fresno. I think it was Bolero or something like that. Yes. And it's almost like a, like a, like no one knows it's back there, the back room, I and it's almost knew. like the Greek god Hephaestus, the black, the blacksmith. That's almost Hephaestus. like you walk in, or like the key master from the Matrix, and he's just like, okay, let's see your hand, and then you get these like holes, and you fit your fingers, yes, before you drill. So they measure the size, and they go, what width do you want, and do you want rubbers in it, rubber grips, because then it'll make the holes yeah. bigger. And I was just like, how much what? does it cost? It's an art form uh, trying to fit a bowling ball is an art form. It's, I think it's really, really tough. Huh. Like, I was like thirty bucks when I did it. Oh wow! And yeah. I bowl two fingers so it's easy but then like he says it's an art form because you got to measure the the thumb or whatever yes, yes. you know so you get it drilled and then you bowl with it and i don't you know, know that's the thing i feel like i would benefit because we're in the bowling league here we play here uh on tuesdays but i could benefit from that because the small yes. size is too small for me and the medium is too big for me yes. so i'm like right so in the middle all the house balls are really generic small medium right. large extra large and they have yes. these huge craters for finger holes in them yeah and, uh, and yeah it's really hard to get a good comfortable fit where yes. you're not going to get a blister where your hands are not going to hurt where you can hold on to the ball yeah so yeah i always recommend oh. people if you're bowling league definitely go into a pro shop um yeah look for a ball a good pro shop will watch you bowl if you don't have a ball, a house ball. They'll grab a house ball, just watch you form, see how you release yeah. it, and then they'll what? yeah, then they'll kind of they can get an idea what ball works for you because you can wow. get anything from cool. entry level balls that are you know a little over hundred bucks to the high performance balls which are almost three hundred bucks nowadays. I would have so, never thought of that. So yeah, I want a pink sparkly one. They have them. They have <laughs> them. We're just, we're just gonna throw the question out there. I just gotta ask it just out of nowhere. What's your average? Uh, so last year on my sanctioned league that I bowled in Turlock, I averaged 209. Dang! Wow. And that, and that was, that was a little bit, little bit lower than it's usually been, probably because of the pandemic. We didn't bowl for a couple of years. That oh, was first year back. So 209. So you, you bowl 209. Like it's, it's no, just that's his average. average. I know, that's, so, that's yeah. Yeah. Normal, some higher, some like lower. Easy. Hopefully not too much lower. But yeah. 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 So how many, have you ever bowled a 300? Yeah. yeah. How, how many? I want to say right now about 25 sanctioned <laughs> 300s. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's three, that's for, crazy. For, for those of you who don't know, 300 is the absolute most points yeah. you can 12 get. 12 strikes in a row. Strikes in a row. Do you, after like three or four of them, do you still get as excited? I, I start getting excited when I, well, yeah, and then I, every, if I get like the first seven or eight to that, that game, I'm starting to get, you know, okay, let's do this, let's finish it. Okay, it's, so, yeah. okay, I'm, I've never gotten close to three. My, my high is a 253, okay? That's a great game, okay. yeah. The most strikes in a row I've gotten from the first frame to, to on uh-huh. is seven. When I got to the eighth frame, I couldn't even feel my feet anymore. You get a little nervous. Oh. Your nerves get to you. Like, you feel light. The ball doesn't feel as heavy. Like, it's almost like you're nervous and then your senses heighten, but then you also yes. have to accommodate for that. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. learn how to calm down. And yes. I couldn't do it. I threw, a gutter, I threw a gutter ball. <laughs> On that eighth frame, I, gu- I threw a gutter ball. So this is, this is actually something I learned this year uh, when I started playing in the league because I'd never played in a league before or any I, nothing like that like a club or nothing 
And I kept asking him a whole bunch of questions. And I said, okay, what's the most points you can get? And he said, 300. I said, okay, so like the pros, do they just, how do they not every single time get 300 points? And he said, well, because I thought all you got to do is aim, right? <laughs> but it's not just that because the pins don't always fall exactly the same. Exactly. It even depends, like you can hit it a fraction, like just a little tiny bit to the to the opposite side or yep. the other side, and it'll just fall differently. There are yeah. some balls you throw, or they feel perfect, That's and they'll so le- sometimes weird. leave two pins, and you're like, and they what? Look, they look perfect, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, bam, 10 pin or 9 pin yeah. or something in the background. Yeah, so it row. has to do with the pins, really, right? And it's, what else? It's, it's more of the lane conditions. So there it is people, right there. Yeah, what people don't understand, because you don't see it. You can't see it. They call it the invisible defense of the, right. of the lane. It's, it's the oil pattern. Yeah, so, he's always talking about that, Yeah, and too. so different centers put out different oil patterns. Um, mm-hmm. A typical league oil pattern isn't super tough. Um, you want a lot of oil in the middle of the lane, and you keep a little, you keep it drier on the outside boards of the lane. So there's arrows on the lane. Um, the first arrow's at the five board, second arrow's at the ten board. So from the ten board to the gutter, you're not going to see as much oil as you do in the middle. And then the lane from the... It's like a whole oh, yeah, it's scientific like a science. equation. <laughs> science, yes. Talk, talking to him the other day... Yeah. W- the and and the PBA the oil's a different color why yeah so they do that on TV so just the TV when they put them on TV they put different colors because they want the person watching to see what the pros are actually bowling on wow so they have an understanding of why that why that pros either bowling really good that day or why they're maybe struggling a little bit and the scores aren't as much they want to be able to see what the oil pattern is so they'll they'll, they'll tell you how it's applied left to right on the lane and how long it is on the lane. So from the foul line to the head pin is 60 feet. So some of the PBA patterns go 45, 50 feet. So there's a lot of oil on the lane. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and then their, their short patterns are in, the, are in the 30 range from 30 to 35 feet. So I want to say over here at our center, at Jungle Gyms here, um, our house pattern, which isn't a lot of volume, so it's not a lot of volume on it. It's a, it's a medium volume uh, condition. I want to say it goes 44 feet. 44 feet? Or 44 feet. And that's, that's just because enough. our surface, our lane surface, is a, they call it a soft surface. There's, there's different um, uh, AMF lanes and Brunswick lanes. Um, some are really hard surface. If you put a lot of oil on a hard surface lane, the ball's not going to hook as much. Dude, this is so, crazy. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a, lot, a lot into yeah, it. So our surface is really soft. So our soft surface, you have to put a, a pretty decent amount. If you don't put enough oil on it, then it's going to hook. The ball's going to hook quite a bit more. And then, yeah. and then, and then learning as I go, because I did bowling recreational like I said, for a long time. My first Same. league was here, and that was like five years ago or something like that. Yep. And then you'd start to, like, I started YouTubing, like, d- little tips and stuff like that. Yep. And yeah, for your for your spare one, bowling. yeah, like, yeah, I'll watch fun. it for it's your fun. spares, and it's like, okay, uh, take a step to your right or take a step to your left. Or sometimes if it's just a minor adjustment, just move your eyes. Yep. Just look at a different um, plank on, yep. the, on the, the, the lane or mm. different arrow. So that means don't move your feet. But look, look at a different target, yes. and then your 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 body will kind of do the rest. Yeah, it's so weird, just little things like little that. Little things, yeah. yeah. I always tell, tell people if they want to make the ball get down the lane farther, look farther down the lane. Yeah, look farther down where yeah. you want that ball to go. So and I've that actually, helps a lot too. I used to never do that, and then I started to do that, <laughs> and I got a lot better. I'm not very consistent when I throw. Because sometimes I get lower, sometimes I stay, you know, upright, sometimes I go to the side. So it just really depends. And I'm like, why can't I just keep doing what I'm doing? Um, But what helps me is I keep, I don't even blink when I'm going to throw the ball. And I just stay looking at the center on the on the very first pin. What pin is that? You're focusing on the head pin, number one. Yeah, number one, yeah. And, And it helps me throw it straighter because sure. I'm like okay that's where it's supposed to go I'm very aware of my body and where I'm throwing it to I never thought I could do that because yep. I have yeah. really bad hand coordination yeah because I, I told her she I, I said what are you looking at when you throw and she goes I'm looking at the, the pins I go don't look at the pins I said look at the arrow you want to throw it at yep. so in practice that the, helps the 10 too. minutes you start yep. to if you aim at the arrow, you see what it does. Okay, I'm going to move my aim to the right so or left. You know what I realized about myself? The first time I throw it, I always have to look at the pin, the, the one pin. The That's what pin. it's called, head, head pin. pin. Yes. Head pin. Yep. And then the next time, if I got like one side and I'm going for um, the spare... Then that's when I'm like, okay, what arrow would help me get there? And yeah. that's when I look at the arrow. Yes. Yeah, looking and at it the pins me. is almost too far away because yeah. you're not you're not concentrating on where you're setting the ball down. Yes, yeah. it, it's yes. almost like as a baseball or I'll look player. At the furthest um, 
arrow or sometimes even the middle arrow helps me. That, that'll definitely help. Like, yes. a, like yeah. a baseball player doesn't look at the fence when he wants. Like, does a baseball does <laughs> player doesn't look where he wants to hit it. Right. You know, he, he looks at it. what he has to hit to yes. get. You know, what, like if yes. that makes yes. any sense. Yes. 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 Um, I will say, in watching the YouTube videos like PBA, the, I'll watch like compilation videos from the '80s, '90s, and 2000s. The commentators now. They're intense. Like oh, they yeah. make it like yeah. awesome. I don't know, like <laughs> like crazy. Like it's a football game. Yeah. And then the crowd is cheering, and I was like, dude, PBA is intense right it now. Is. I love watching people bowl, and yeah. uh, for people who don't bowl or don't really go bowling, um, they probably don't understand. But like once you're watching, it gets really intense, and Very even just so. watching Freddie, because he's really good. No, no, no. Chris is really good. <laughs> Chris is really good. I think you're really good. And Freddy's, then there's sometimes he's gotten really he's, good this year. He's there on you a go. roll. Yeah, he's on a roll. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, he has four or five strikes. Is he gonna do the sixth one? And I don't I even don't even want to look at it too you get, hard. You almost get nervous for him. I'm like, yes, yeah, you're I'm almost nervous, nervous for him. him. Yep. And then I see him kind of positioning himself and I'm just like <laughs> And then it's harder too. So okay, so we're youth leaders of the church that we go to and um it, it, we we try to set example inside and outside of the church. So yes. yeah. I used to drink drink during during league, and it's okay to drink, sure. but at the same time, you don't want to set set any setback for a youth. If they were to come in and be like, they just see you plastered, I mean, it, it just. So I, I started not drinking during league, and it's it's I'm, it's hard to say that it makes it worse in the intense situations because you're, you're just not as relaxed. Want, you're not as relaxed as hundred percent, and it's like, I wish I had a beer right now, but. Yep. Them damn kids! I'm just joking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, I, I'm, I'm trying to be better. But at the same time, it also made me better to learn how to relax more. So oh, yeah. I have to do it all sober. Like the yeah. the, the guys we go against, you know, yes. the, you can oh, yeah. see them start to get looser, they and do. you're like, man, I just let me smell your breath. Let me get a can whiff I, of it. Can I say something though? And this is not even talking badly about anyone else, but I love bowling league because everyone is cheering for one another. Even though you want to win, yes, everyone is so nice yes. and everyone's just so happy the whole time. That's yes. my favorite thing ever. That's what's been really cool about starting Lee again. Um, a few people are new. A few people bowled from before when it was open before the pandemic. Yeah. And yeah, everybody cheers everybody on. It's good. Everybody, yeah. I mean, everybody's competitive still. Yeah. But yeah, everybody gets along so good in my leagues. I, I couldn't yeah. ask for anything better than that. Yeah. And I have a good group of people that bowl league. And, and, and yeah, that, they're the best. My first day, I was super intimidated because I, I had invited two of my friends. It wasn't, it wasn't our friends that we usually bowl with. It was Myra, um, Alonzo, Myra shout and out. Alonzo. Oh, yes. <laughs> the three of us had no idea what, what we were getting ourselves no, into. No, 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 no. Six of us because they brought all their kids. Six of us didn't know. <laughs> I remember that night. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it was a lot of fun. I had a nurse one during. I'm just joking. Oh, I didn't nurse it. Okay, so Freddie had kind of. You know, giving me the 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 rundown, the rundown. Um, but I had no idea what I was getting myself into. They were like, "Yeah, let's go bowling." You know, we show up and we're sitting down waiting for Freddie, and then we see people rolling in with their bags and <laughs> shoes, like, shoes, uh -oh. and uh -oh. and we're like, "What the heck?" Are we getting <laughs> and then we're into? sitting there with three babies, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh heck no!" And we didn't know the rules. We're like, "Oh, bowl for me," because I, you know, I gotta go to the. And then Freddie's like, "You can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that." And um, no, it was funny though. But I was really intimidated, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I feel very exposed, very vulnerable." And then we started bowling, and everyone's like, "Good job!" Like exactly. you know, Rooting everybody on. Even when you don't do a good job, they're just like high fiving everybody, and it's yeah. it's just a really and, and cool that's experience. One of the, that's one of the things people when they ask about league. Everybody thinks I'm not good enough for league. I'm yeah. not, I can't bowl league because I, I, everybody bowls so well. And I'm like, yeah. our leagues are all handicapped, so it's yeah. all pretty even. And also, it'll you all gotta, balance out. You got to start somewhere. And you have to start know? somewhere. And so when we started back up, that's why I did them as fun leagues, nothing sanctioned, so everybody can get back into it, see if they want to do it, see if it's something the new people wanted to do. And, and you know, everybody's stuck with it, and they're like, well, how long are we going for? And our, our first league was 20 weeks. And everybody thought, yeah. wow, this is going to take forever to bowl. And it was done before it's they knew done, it. done, yeah. yeah. before they yeah. knew it. And I, I know said, they didn't want it to stop. Yeah, and I said, we're going to start it back. We'll start back again, and we'll start in September, and we'll go until May. That's a, that's a normal league season. They're like, oh, okay. well, how many weeks is that? And I go, it's 30 weeks. And they're like, oh, it's only 10 weeks longer. It's not too bad. Because, you yeah. know, we take yeah. holidays off. We take right. certain times yeah. you know, of the year off. So 
So yeah, that's yeah. the one thing. Don't be intimidated by league because it's handicap leagues. And I have any, I have averages all the way ranging from people that average in the 60s all the way to meet in 200s. So, yeah, and and, really and my cool. team doesn't always win. My team does not always oh, win. Oh, yeah, Everybody yeah. thinks, oh, the team you're on is always going to win because you bowl 200. So, no, yeah. it's all about no. the hand handicaps yeah. and how you play that day. Yeah. It, it, it makes it competitive against yourself because you go there and all your the competitiveness is with yourself. You're just yes. trying to make sure that you hit your average and yeah. maybe even beat it yeah. and have a couple yeah. games. Well, in the beginning, yeah. I was getting anywhere from uh, 75 points to like 80-something points. And the last couple weeks that we finished, I, I was getting past the 100 higher. mark higher, yes. each, each time. Yep. So that made me feel really good because I was like, okay, I'm, I am getting better. Yes. And I do have those moments when I'm like, oh, I could have bowled way better than that. <laughs> but then I pick it up the next time. For sure. So For it's sure. really cool. So it's yep. funny that you talk it's about um, Noemi's talking about how the like the looseness and the camaraderie and like everybody's kind of on the, cheering for each other and like backing yeah. each other. Yes. So the league started again two years after the pandemic because then it shut down. How, how do you feel about bowling and the community and what it does? Because when we come here, it feels really good. The vibes are good. It's a lot different. We go to cornhole too, and cornhole's really competitive. I'm sure. And you're not really cheering for anybody else. But I'm it's sure. it's. In the yeah, end, it's, it's like every man for himself. But the thing is, yeah. in the end, it's just a game. What's the difference? Do you think that there's some kind of sort of community thing going on? I think it is. I think because Los Banos is so small, and yeah. a lot of people know each other or they've met each other. You know, you know whether whether they were friends or not. And um, just with the bowling community, bowling our bowling community is not not super big in Los Banos, where people are going to come and bowl every week. So yeah. I think yeah. getting to know each other. Um, a lot of people didn't know each other before bowling and then it became great friends yeah you know during our leagues not all leagues are like this believe me there's other leagues where they're super competitive super and competitive. and they're yeah. not cheering people on like like our guys do so right. there are there are big money leagues out there where they're super competitive so okay. but but for the fun leagues yeah this is yeah i couldn't do you think ask for anything a, better do you think it's a plus for the community not, I'm, like we live in los baños but at the same time things like this for any community after a pandemic Maybe that's kind of what think helps so. too. It's like, hey, we we were sheltered for a long time, and now we get to do something. Yeah, that was yeah. the big thing. So when when everybody heard that um, the bowling center was opening back up, I got so many calls, so many texts. Hey, yeah. are we doing league again? Are we doing this? Are we going to be able to do that again? I go, I don't even know who it is opening it yet. I got, yeah. I have to find out. I, I'm he hearing was, it for the first time. He was also so giddy about like starting up league again. I think you might have contacted him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I text him. He texted. I was one of the ones that texted me. Yeah, he was one of the ones. So, so another thing too that I didn't mention. We're 20 minutes in now. So there's a we're at Jungle Gyms as stated before, and Chris is the uh, or what are you the league coordinator, league president? Not the league president. So I'm I'm just like I'm probably call me the league secretary because I get all the leagues organized for them. Yeah. Um, cool. Every league we um, we elect our own president. So every league's oh. got their own president, their own vice president. I'm doing the secretary, so that takes not it takes the responsibility out of somebody else to be secretary. Okay. But yeah, so that's kind of like the league organizer. Who's the president? We haven't elected him yet. We have to wait till oh, we start up. Snap. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have president? a Yeah, we'll have a meeting on that first It'll night. Chris. And, you guys can and elect. elect me. Why? <laughs> All you have to do I like is, the title. All you have to do is nice. get all you have to do is get nominated. Nice. Yep. Dang. We'll, we'll nominate I'll, I'll you. make pins. We'll nominate <laughs> you. There you go. Um, Noemi had some questions for you. I think she she she's brainstorming. It's not really questions. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> These are facts you might have not known about. But uh -huh. I feel like you even <laughs> if you don't know all of them, it's okay. I might know a few. But we, yeah, I, I feel like you might know a few of these. Oops. So I actually have 19. We won't go through all of them, but I'm going to go through the, the ones I found the most interesting. Um, the first one, if you know this fact, it has no like explanation. So if you do know about it, I, I would like for you to elaborate. The first one is the maximum number of holes allowed in a bowling ball is 12. Have you ever what? heard of that? <laughs> That to like change the grips or what? This is bowling facts you didn't that know. That's what it's called. Crazy twelve. So twelve. That may be an outdated one because they've changed the rules on on holes in a bowling ball. So okay. So before, um, so Freddie is a good example. He's two. He uses the two fingers. Right. And if he if he uses a ball that has a thumb hole, that thumb hole now has to be plugged if you don't use it on your first shot. So you can. Uh. So if you have a hole in your bowling ball, it has to be used. 
as yeah. of right now. So, so before, <laughs> so before I had, I use the, I use the conventional with my, you know, fingers and thumb. And so before we were allowed like a balance hole on the ball. When you drill it, they could drill a balance weight hole. Kind of makes the ball react a little differently. Mm. Now those are all banned. Wow. You can't have any extra oh, weight holes. Okay. Wow. So, so I, I would say you can have a maximum number of ten if you got all ten <laughs> fingers in the right? ball. Ten and fingers and a couple toes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, could you imagine? So yeah, I, that that's pretty crazy having twelve. Yeah, it's so 12. weird. Oh my gosh. Uh, but a lot of like uh, older senior bowlers I've seen, they have like they'll use all five and put every finger in a ball. Or, or maybe oh. just keep their their pointer out and keep. I you guess know, four that fingers. makes sense. Like, yeah, better hold grip, on to a little more control. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. The next one is the first. Do you know? I, I'll ask you like a question. <laughs> do you know where they opened their first indoor bowling lanes? The first indoor bowling lanes. That is a good one. I do not know. Okay. It's a, it was in 1840, and it was in New York City. Oh, wow. 1840? I figure it had to be in a big city. I wonder yeah. what kind of mechanism they and had to like bring that, the ball back. I have an added well, fact. Probably pin boys setting up pins, I'm sure. And then probably crazy. someone just, probably someone either rolling a ball back on a. Or on running a, it back. Or running it back to him, possibly. <laughs> Could you yeah. Imagine? Yeah. The games yeah. would take so long. It would take quite a while to bowl. Like and five adding, hours. <laughs> adding to that, this says at the bottom bowling is older than you think. British anthropologists found out that the items you need for bowling go as far back as Egyptian tombs around wow. 3200 BC. The wow. first indoor lane, oh yeah, it says the first indoor lane was in New York City. And people saw a game on their TV for the first time in 1950. Very so cool. That's really interesting. interesting. It goes way back. Very cool. I know, yeah. I know if you go to uh, Columbia up in the mountains um, and go, go tour the town, there's a little old bowling lane. With the, with the real wooden ball and real wooden pins over there, and you can actually bowl on it. Yeah. You can actually bowl on it, yes. Yeah. How long cool. would it take to make a wooden ball? Could you imagine? <laughs> Dude, just sitting there sanding it for sanding. like two Long months. Time. Quite right. a while. And 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 no, is my bowling ball done and, yet? And pins. Just sanding it? Like, not yet, Sire. Sorry, I'm so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm so stupid. Uh, oh, sorry. Right. You've been, so Chris, you've been to a lot of bowling alleys, right? Yes. What is the largest bowling alley you've ever been to? And do you remember how many lanes they had? Yeah, we used to go when I was bowling yeah, for Fresno State um, back okay. in the late 80s, early 90s. We'd go to tournament every year in Las Vegas. It was the Showboat. Showboat Hotel and Casino. It's long oh, cool. gone now. Uh, um, 107 lanes. 107 so, lanes. So at the time, that wow. was probably the biggest. I think it had 70. Was it super loud in there? Very loud. And it had, I think we had 70 continuous lanes on one part, and you'd go through like a little hallway, and there'd be another 37 lanes. Wow. <laughs> so that was the biggest. Um, Reno has the bowling stadium. That's 80 lanes right there. Wow. wow. So that's probably one of the yes. biggest right now, too. So actually, the largest bowling center is located in Japan, and it has 116 lanes. Yeah. So that one came pretty close to the, the largest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, crazy. So another fun fact you probably don't know, I, I bowled in Japan in college. What? Yeah. No yeah. way. That is so cool. Yeah, so we went there for uh, 18 it, days. It was, was it a uh, different experience with the people over yes, there? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I bet they kind of really tell you what to expect, and you're still not ready for it, yeah. for everything that they have. But yeah, yeah, quite a few. So their centers over there in, in Japan are are built in stories so we bowled in one i think it had like four stories and every every story had lanes in it wow just because they can't build out they have to build up over they have there. to build up yes yeah, that's so, right that's right yeah we bowled in we bowled in about i want to say six centers over there like every other day we're bowling a tournament wow so it was very cool yeah. Dang it, Japan? Like, so did you sign up for it or did you get so, picked to go yeah so when i was bowling for fresno state every year um uh two bowling proprietors uh, went and interviewed. It was just for California uh, colleges. They go interview for the all called the all California team. They picked four men and four women to go. What? And they so, picked you? Yeah, yeah. My senior year, how'd I got you, to go. How'd you do out there? Very good, very good. I got to win. So it was pretty cool. We all, all four of the guys, all four of the girls, each won a tournament over there. And so I won the very first one. So pressure was off. I won the first one. It was good. Other guys had their chance to win their tournament. So wow. did you get like a medal or something? Oh, we or? brought home tons of medals, wow. trophies. <laughs> Plaques. That's yeah, I have crazy. so many. I, I think we had to bring a suitcase, just an extra suitcase to bring home all of the, the awards. Awards. And, and then they always tell you um, when you go in Japan, you have to um, bring gifts. You bring a lot of gifts because you do a lot of gift exchanges mm. with, the other, with the other students yes, over there. So. Like respect and stuff like that. Yes, yes. That's crazy. That was very fun. Did you have a scholarship have, to go bowling? No, no, because um, uh, none of the California colleges were anything that was um, NCAA or anything. So it's all club sports back then. And now some of them are NCAA. 
So yeah, just when I was visiting, you know, colleges to go, and we go to Fresno and visit, and we're like, oh wow, there's a bowling center down here. So there's a center on campus, so oh, they have a bowling awesome. team down here. So yeah, I tried out for the bowling team and made, made the bowling team. Wow. And that's when I that's when I really started getting into. We had a great coach, Glenn Carlson, awesome coach, PBA member, um, really really good. He I probably raised my average thirty pins just in my four years there. I have no idea why, but when you said you bowled in Japan, you ever see the movie Best of the Best? It's a I don't. Possibly. Oh, it's got James Earl Jones in it. It's got, um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna Eric Roberts. I know who Eric Roberts is. Okay, so I, I'm sure I've seen it. It's five American like karate, and they go over there. They fight against five Amer- uh, Japanese fighters or whatever. <laughs> and then, no, you never have you seen it or no? no? It sounds familiar. I, thought, <laughs> I probably have. Why? Why are you bringing it up? <laughs> because I, that's how I envision him going to us, so and us the, against Japan, and right? The, yeah, yeah, and the very <laughs> end of it, like the J- J- Japanese dudes like sitting there, and America could have won, and the the dude fighting him could have just knocked him out. But James Earl Jones in his Mufasa Darth Vader <laughs> voice is like, no, and tells him not to. So America lost, but they spared the life of the. So that's what happened in my head in his four-story bowling alley <laughs> oh in Japan. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like cool. meeting Mufasa, and no, I'm just joking. Okay, next we had, question. We had hosts. We had hosts at every um, city we went to, and they they all owned the bowling center that we bowled in, and so we were taking care of first class. We get we get off the plane over there, and they've got a news crew uh, giving us flowers. It's like we're like the Olympic athletes going over there to bowl. Wow. Yeah, it was such a cool. It was first class. It was very dude. cool. Like, and so I cool. And, and believe it or not, I still have everything that we did was all on um, Japanese TV. And later on, they sent us all the VHS videotapes. That's how long ago it was. It was on, on VHS. I have all the videotapes still from me bowling in Japan. That's that's super and, cool. And it even followed us when we were touring Japan on all the different um, places we'd go. They were they were following us with the video cameras, too. And they filmed everything we did. It was very cool. That's crazy. Good experience. That's awesome. Great experience. That's yep. awesome. Like, yep. That's a really cool experience. Yeah. I yep. can't even like fathom it. It's crazy. All right. So next one. So we know that. When you get a turkey, that means you got three strikes in a row. How do you get a golden turkey? Golden turkey. That's a great Golden one. turkey. Uh, golden turkey is when you bowl nine strikes in a row. Oh, right. Does on. it announce it, though? Because usually it shows it on the screen. Um, sometimes, depending what graphics are up on there, it'll say if you get three, yeah, it says turkey. Four, sometimes it says four, four bagger. Four in a row, yeah. Or four in a row, five in a row, six in a row. Sometimes they go eight bagger, depending how the graphics are set up on it. Yeah. So I guess that's what people call it. Or I don't golden, know if it's golden the turkey. golden turkey is nine in a row. Nine I don't know why row. nine. Because it's just probably get three, sets of three. three sets of three. Oh, three sets that's of three. Right. Yeah, yeah. That makes that's sense. Right. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Um, okay, the next one is. Reno, Nevada. Is that where you said that you bowled? Yes. Is a home to a bowling stadium. Yep. Yes. It's actually stadium. a stadium for bowling, and it's also uh, one of the. It's the second largest bowling alley in the world. Second largest. That's crazy. That's by. It's and it's close by. It's I close go. by. And yeah, you, you bowled there. Yeah, yeah. So it, it used to be tournaments only, and I think it's back to being tournaments only. Um, oh, for a while, okay. they opened it up where you could do open play when there wasn't tournaments going on. Yeah. But yeah, tournaments only. So, yeah, we have one coming up over there um, in a couple months. Um, we're going to be bowling over there. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Do you know the term fried heads? Fried heads. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, we, can, so we call the front part of the, of the lane the heads from, like, the, the foul line to just a little bit past the arrows. That's, yeah. the, we've always, uh, that's just something they've always, it's always been called the heads. How so, long is that? Uh, probably around 20 feet, possibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did yeah. you just know yeah. that? <laughs> He's a bowler. Well, I know. He bowled in Japan. Up, are the yeah. dried up ber- uh, portion of the first 15 to 20 feet of the lane. Yes, that's the part that gets dried, dried up. If you've been bowling a lot of games on it, you're going to start uh, drying up the heads. We call it dried heads. Yeah, so the ball will start to hook early, and then sometimes it's oilier down lane because you don't realize when you're bowling, you're pushing oil down the lane all the time, uh, and right. especially with house balls. House balls that's pick it up. That's why and people in the league they have the wipes and they wipe yes. their ball down after or before every turn every that they turn have. yes because every yeah. time you throw a ball down there the ball's picking up oil so they always want a clean surface so the ball reacts a little it's better it's all the same stay yeah. consistent stay and consistent I- and your hand doesn't get oil on it so you're not gripping the ball differently so yeah I only started noticing the difference recently, and then I have Freddie clean it for me because I don't yes. know how to do it. Yes. And yep. he does it really fast. She doesn't fast. know how to wipe a ball down. No, it's just you do it real fast, and oh, you get, like, okay. all of everything, yep. whatever. If you, yeah. the easiest thing when you wipe a ball down, like, you're, you're lefty, so your, your ball track is going to be on the right side of your ball. 
and where right-handers are ball tracks on the left side of the ball, so just wipe off that part where you see the oil's at, and really simple. A lot of people are wiping the whole ball around, like, no, just wipe the, where the ball track is. That's the, yeah. ball, the only part the ball is contacting the lane, so right. makes right. it real fast and easy to do. I get sometimes, I think because I pick up the ball, my hands get oily, yep. so then he'll have to wipe the inside of the little holes yes, and yes. stuff. Yep. House, the house ball gets really oily. Though. House balls do, yes, because it's just got a hard surface, and there's nowhere for the oil to go. It doesn't absorb oil. Um, mm. When you throw a ball that hooks a lot, it's got a cover stock that absorbs a little bit of oil. Oh. So you're not going to have as much oil on the outside of the ball right. as normal, but, yeah, I still wipe, still wipe them off. Yeah, the house yeah. ball, I feel like when I wipe it down, it's still oily, and my rag just gets oily, too. just gets more, yeah, a lot, yeah. lot, lot, lot dirtier, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, is it true that there's no minimum requirement for a bowling ball? Uh, no, they they have to be at least six pounds up to sixteen pounds. Okay. Oh, they yeah. can't so go more than sixteen. Right no more here, than sixteen. It says right here there's no minimum requirement for a bowling ball, but then it's like, okay, how light do you want it? it yeah, says the it lightest would one ever made. Just bounce off of the head. Bounce pin. off, yeah. Yeah, it says the lightest one ever made weighed only four pounds. Four pounds. Uh, but I'm that pr- may, pretty that may sure have been people don't really a child's use ball. That. Yeah, because yeah. six pounds, I want to say right now, I don't think anybody makes a ball that's under six pounds. And, that, and that's all we have here, all the six-pounders. How heavy are the pins? Pins are right around three, pound, three pounds, I think, nine, eight or nine ounces, something Dang. like that, three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Are they all the same weight, or are they yeah. vary? No, all, all the, the same, same weight. All okay. the same. Yeah, and we have real wood pins. Uh, big thing right now is they're going to synthetic pins a lot of these places. They're called twister pins. And the reason why is, is cost. Um, you can keep those twister pins for seven, eight years, and wood oh. pins about every two to three years. Because they replace chip them. and crack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got quite a few broken ones we've replaced over here, and they're old. They're old. We'll be wait, waiting on new ones right now, but yeah. Yeah, you say, I've heard you say it a couple times, you call them dead pins. What does that mean? The dead pins, yeah. So you can hear them sometimes when you hit. You could hit it, and you could hear like it's got like a hollow sound to it. So yeah, it's probably got oh, a crack in it. So yeah, okay. you hear a lot of... So it's got a crack, and it's about to break, and it just doesn't work the yeah, same Yeah, so anymore. then once I hear that, I'm like, I better go back there and check and see if there's a pin, messed up pin back there. You can sure hear enough, it? You could hear it sometimes when the ball hits them. Yeah, you can hear <laughs> him. You can hear him. But then again, but then again, like he knows. I can you know hear a home hear. run when I'm when I know right, right. off like the, the bat. Crack I, of the bat. Yeah, exactly. I just yeah. know exactly he what a home run is like. He always calls him, and I'm like, how do you know that? How do yeah. you know? Huh? Okay, so, so yeah, for sure. How? What is the requirement for the height of a pin? Height of a pin. That is a good question. I'm not sure. I'll tell you. It's 15 up. inches in height, uh-huh. apparently. Uh huh. I would have never known that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I knew but how yeah. much. I kind of figured how much they weighed. I was never sure what the height was on them. All right. Also, next one. <laughs> Just so I could get. Because all these are really are pretty fascinating to me right now. And I like that you can elaborate on it, pretty much every single one. <laughs> um, did you know that bowling was once banned in America? What? Yeah. When? Hold on. Bowling during the prohibition. So this is one of the most exciting facts about bowling because Americans love bowling and cannot get enough of it. But back in the 15th century, the sport was banned to stop soldiers from gambling on the game. Instead of focusing on their duties, they were placing bets to combine both fun and gamble, which is why the sport became illegal. So it like right when they had came to america i guess when it was still like colonies and stuff oh wow interesting so they were like they were having too much fun they were having a little too much fun fun. i guess (laughs) yeah this one i don't understand so i would like for you to explain it to me nine pin bowling is never an option nine pin bowling never an option it says right here nearly all bowling games use 10 pins and before could even use from three to 17 Oh, bowling wow. was once considered a fast and dangerous game by the government, which is why nine pins or nine pin bowling was banned. The law remains the same the same till today. Fast and dangerous? To get around the law, really? a lot of centers use ten pins instead of nine. What? So hmm. the fact that we do ten pin bowling is like uh, basically casinos doing that. The, the, the roulette. roulette the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, How so the, it's a loophole. Technically, it's a loophole, it's a loophole because nine pin bowling is banned. Is so banned. they're like, okay, we'll do ten. So <laughs> what? So yeah. we do something to get around that ban, right? When we do no tap bowling, no tap. So no tap oh. bowling, we um, you still use the ten pins, but um, you just have to knock down nine. It counts as a strike. Oh. Dude, so, we're rebels. So we do, uh, yeah. So we're getting around that so little that's, ban. So that's what it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's crazy. That I would, I did not know that. Yeah, that's that's funny. Do one more. 
Okay. If you have one more. I, I have plenty more. No, just one more. <laughs> but you're going to have to pause the, or edit, okay. edit it. I'm not editing that up, but I'm going to pause right now. And okay. we're back. And <laughs> we're back. <laughs> so the last one I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about is, uh, did you know, I already told Chris while you were getting your drink. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Bowling was a religious ritual. A religious a, ritual. Around the 3rd or 4th century AD, churches in Germany were holding bowling rites. Uh, this is where a club or kegel, <laughs> which looks like a modern-day pin, was put on the end of a runway. If you wanted to uh, cleanse your sins, you would have to roll a stone to hit the kegel. Oh, wow. Those who Chris success- is definitely getting to heaven now. <laughs> Those who no success- 25, 300. The Church of Bowling. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Those I love who it. successfully knocked the kegel down were believed to have purified themselves. Bet you didn't know that about bowling. <laughs> The Did next time that. you play a game with your loved ones, you can celebrate this ritual with every strike. M- celebrate my atonement for every strike <laughs> that I get. That's a, that's actually a good little. That's, there's a that's lot. Pretty of, cool. There's like four other interesting ones. And they still use that term in bowling. Keglers. Keglers okay, is a big term they still use right now. Okay, yep. so that that's was, what it came from. Came yeah. from. That's what it came from. That's yeah. a good little transition. So so we're gonna transition to more of a personal part of it. It's more so we look at the community as a whole of Los Banos, and this can carry over to any community. Especially after um, 2020 and the pandemic, and you think about, you start to think about what is, what what is important, I guess, significant in in a community, in a family, in a home, or, or whatever it may be. And the bowling community is a good community. What about like yes. the, the the community of Los Banos? You're from Los Banos, right? Yes. You're born yes. and raised. What do you think? I mean, is there good? Is there bad? What does this place need? You know. Um, because because we're youth leaders and there's a difference and maybe it's just age that does it every generation that's like like, you know 20 years older than the youth Mm -hmm. they're just like well back in my day but there's a difference in demeanor in 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 some of them backbone confidence integrity there's a difference in the youth What, what do you think the community can do better or is already doing that is good to impact the youth of our community I think the community is doing good in that part. Um, there's a lot of things for kids to do and kids to get into in our, in our community. And I'd love to get them, get them into bowling because that's one thing we don't have them into yet. And I always used to, um, we used to do a, a, for when my kids were in 4-H, we used to do a youth group for 4-H where they'd come and have a 4-H fun day. And we'd invite all the 4-H clubs from Merced County to come in and do it. And they would have a blast. And parents would always come up and be like, yeah, I've never seen them you know, interact like this. I always tell them bowling's a great one to get into because in other sports, you don't play all the time. They, yeah. go, pra- they go practice, but no one ever sits on the bench on bowling. Yeah. So they always yeah. get to have fun. And, and it, some of the parents have told me that. It brings out their, their personality in them. They get real competitive where maybe they're not in the other sport they were playing because they weren't, they weren't as good. But in bowling, anybody can do it. Anybody can and, do and, it. And it, you just, it's just fun watching the kids, you know, light up when they come to the bowling lanes. You know, they get to pick their own ball. They're proud of that ball that they picked, they got to use, and um, just having a great time, great time doing that. And that's what I wanted want to do eventually here is to grow the youth bowling program in our city, because um, I know there's kids out there that want to do it, and yeah. I think they're just they're just waiting on, on someone to kind of you know show them and and kind of guide them and, and figure out how we can get this done over here. So that that's my plan. Next year I can retire. And that's what I want to do is get the get the youth really involved in our in our in our community. So it sounds like it's almost like the same kind of mentality that I have because I was talking to her about it on the way over here. I said nothing nothing good comes easy or easily. Yes. I don't know the right way to say that. For sure. Nothing good comes easy. You need boots on the ground. Yes. So to effectively impact the youth, we need uh, good work ethic and things and availability. Yes. So things to be available. Like next week. Uh, a member, uh, I think he's a youth leader. He's a member for another church. I believe it's New Beginnings. No, Bethel. They're having a three three v three basketball tournament for the youth of the community center. Nice. Things like that. You just mentioned four H. You want to get a, a bowling league going where youth leaders. So there, I guess there are things available for the youth, but what it does take is the work, the right. work of yes. the uh, the adults, the people that yeah. want to, um, you know? Yes, yes, because we could put up sign-ups all day long at the bowl, sign up for this and sign up for that, but um, unless you go talk to them and, and get true. out there and, and, and tell them, hey, this, is what's, this is what we have, this is what's available, and this is what our plan is, 
Um, yeah, just just signing up is, is yeah. tough because just putting signups are hard to get people to do it. That's um, also, I think we, what we've learned since uh, working with youth at our church is, or not just working with with kids, but um, we're very quick to judge them. And to be like, oh, these kids don't do nothing, you know, like these mm-hmm. kids and these kids. But not a lot of people are willing to put the work in and time in for them. Very yeah. Um, and you have to be available, pro- proactive, even yes. though they act like they don't care that, you know, we're old and we're, you know, they're young and they know it all. They really do crave um, the attention from the yes. adults and they appreciate um, they appreciate when we put the work in as well and I believe it. when they feel like we really care and we really try. Yeah, because yep. the, one of my things that I kind of live by for myself, which keeps me motivated to be proactive, is the question that I hear, especially at work, you know, working with older gentlemen, they'll be like, man, what's wrong with these kids these days? And I remember I heard it one time, it was on a YouTube video, and it was just like, well, what's wrong with these kids today? The same thing that's wrong with the parents raising them or the adults raising them. So it's all oh, about yeah. the influence and yes. what what society and the community and what they're doing to impact the youth um oh man i had a question it was crazy i forgot it dang it okay after you're done the closing i'll i'm gonna close okay you didn't even pause it now i have to edit that out i'm sorry i was trying to find your last name on his phone um so so you said 24 300s 25 300s and you're really good bowler and just in case just in case one of our youth hear this, and some of them do listen, Mason, yeah. shout out. <laughs> you had to work for that. Yes. You, how much time did you put in? Did, did, I mean, wh- how much time did you put in, and how much time did it take away from other things? Well, when I went, I, I probably started bowling the most going to Fresno State, and we practiced every day for two to three hours a day uh, during the week. Did and you ever then, miss out on things because of that? Oh, yeah, for sure. So you had to be for fully sure. committed. Yep. Yep. At what age did did you have a, a moment that you were like, yeah, I'm good at bowling? Yeah, probably as a, probably my second third year at Fresno when I when I really improved my average, and, and I was I was you know shooting 200s regularly, wow. and I'm like, okay, I, I'm 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 not not great, but I'm getting better. Yeah, getting better. So yeah, yeah. And I went from so my first 300 was in 1994. It took me 10 years to shoot my next one. So I had a ten-year oh, gap wow. where I didn't shoot three hundred. So I went three hundred. Was that frustrating? Yeah, oh yeah. I shot that first one. I'm like, okay, I could do this. I'll, I'll do it again. Ten years, and that's bowling wow. every week, league tournaments, wow. practicing. I I think I had some practice three hundred, but nothing where it was official, where you know the pressure was on to shoot. So yeah, it took a long time to to get the second three hundred. Yeah. So um, yeah, a lot of work. And- a lot of work. And what does your wife say about all this? My wife loves bowling. Yeah, she's oh, a good bowler. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, so uh, that helps a lot. When we were I'm in sure. high school. This whole family. Yeah, when yeah. we were in high school, we bowled yeah, our we bowled the high school league together. That's how I met her. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's sweet. And when I was a senior, I think she was a sophomore. Uh, we bowled a tournament in Merced, Valentine's Doubles Tournament, and we won. Oh, and we wow. still, we still have our brown trophy. Oh, we still have our trophy from that. So she understands you completely. Yes. She yeah. understands oh, all yeah. this. She's a Hall of Fame bowler. That's, She's in our Hall wow. of Fame in Merced County. That's She's a Merced cool. County She's Hall good. of Famer. She's really yeah, good. Yeah, I've only seen you uh, bowl, which you're, you, it's like no effort at all. Like you're just, oh, yeah, he'll yeah, go I fix a lane. Strike, no worries. He'll go to clog a jam or whatever. Come over here, throw a strike, and then go get somebody's and hot dog every or something. Time. So, <laughs> yes, you would come and do that, hit a strike, go, and me and Freddie would look at each other like, yeah, go really? go get a ball unjammed okay. or a pin unjammed and see what's yeah. going on and come back and throw it again. Yeah. Yeah, so you're really good. And then I've seen your son bowl. He's yes. awesome. Yeah, he's, he's really, really into he's it. Really good we all shooting. bowl. My daughter bowls too. We That's all bowl. Awesome. But yeah, my son's really, really into it. Um, we won our first doubles tournament um, cool. when he first started bowling adult in Madeira um, nice. at a tournament club. So, yeah. How so, old are your kids? Uh, my daughter's 24, and, and uh, she will be 25 at the end of this month, and my son okay. just turned 21. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So just the two. Yep. And they're in their 20s. So, cool. so, so uh, you could use bowling as, as leverage for the answer to this question, but let's just say uh, someone, uh, this is targeted toward young, young men and women, but this can be anybody that wants to set a goal and do something. Someone who has a goal and wants to be efficient and good at something, what does it take? What mentality does it take, Chris? So it's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication. It's not going to come easy. And, and you're probably going to get frustrated 
because you want it to, you know, right now the everybody wants something to be done quick, get it quick, get it done. Yeah. And yeah, it's not going to happen in a, in a sport like bowling for sure. So bowling definitely takes a lot of a lot of hard work, a lot of effort. Um, yeah, there'll be those days where you'll be like, okay, I'm done with this. I don't want to do it anymore. I know that's happened to my son before. He's just like, ah, oh, I'm I'm good. And then he'll come back and it'll get the the fire again and want to want to start rolling again. And then he gets excited for it again. Did that happen so, to you ever? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time, but back then, yeah. Was, when you're co- competing, like when, when you're when really we competitive, yeah. And then and now it's almost like now like it's just still now joyous it's still, and fun, but yeah, still competitive. It's still competitive. I don't I don't take it as serious unless I'm bowling a, a super big tournament. But if it's like something here, it's lot I, I can enjoy it and relax, and it's it's more fun now. Definitely more fun now bowling. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So consistency, consistency. and like you just you just said, you got frustrated. You wanted to quit. But but it's crazy hearing that because you're so good, and yeah. anybody listening to this like it's legit. He said his average is two and nine. He's bowled twenty five three hundreds, <laughs> and he said that he's gotten frustrated and wanted to quit. Yeah, before. that ten years when I I shot three hundred and I didn't shoot a three hundred. I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna do it again. It's a one time thing, you know. And then bam, did it again in two thousand four. And I think I think I did another one within a month of that one. I'm like, okay, Whoa. here we go. That's yeah. almost like yeah. it's funny because like like you, you just you're not satisfied with anything less than that. You're like, no, no I, I could have done better. That's like, like, like I tell them when I start getting a few in a row, I'm like, OK, let's yeah. try and get this done. That's Freddie 100 percent. When he yeah. got when he hit the, the 600 mark on the three games. Yes, that's a big. He was. On, oh, I was, he was happy. On, he was on a high and I was so we were so excited for him. And then the next week um, he didn't. I think. You reached six hundred. I did six, six seventeen, six yeah, lower six, but still yes, good. Yeah, still lower good. six, but still. And um, he he was like, no, it's not good. And I'm like, that's the thing about getting a really good score is that you're not satisfied with with anything less yeah, than now that. You know what you can do, right? So it, you're like, okay, I, it's there. I was content. You were content, but you and were. I know it was good. And then our team won that week. But then you start to think about those frames like, man, if I just picked up that spare. Yep. Or the yeah. if I just th- that I hit it right in the pocket that's and a, and, and it, it, it left the 10 pin up. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just it's like you think. But then the, it's crazy. The the time that I did bowl the 649 or 647, I was throwing balls. I hit one right on the nose and all the pins fell. <laughs> so it just, everything was just working. Whenever yes. you throw a perfect ball and it doesn't do what it wants to do, yeah. everything was working that day. Yes. It was crazy. Yes. Sometimes was you could a, do no wrong. On like the eighth eighth strike in a row, it, I threw a ball in the pocket, hits the seven pin, and then a messenger just comes all the way across and hits the ten pin. I'm just Aren't like, nice? I can't do anything wrong. Yeah. It's crazy. Those it are just, great. It's funny though because when he got, he almost, he was so close to a perfect score on one of them, and then right in the middle he didn't get a strike, and we were, and I was just like, this is so cool, and it was still like, like, I think it was, um, I think he got like an eight on that on that frame but he's like that one bothers me that yeah, one it was right on there bothers me i remember it was on the sixth looks, frame it looks so pretty and it's like me it was <laughs> a sixth one right in the middle yeah it was a right sixth frame middle. and i got an eight it was open and then on the tenth frame i spared and then struck on the last ball yeah and it was crazy like it, was, it made a huge impact on the score yeah. yeah it does we go back and look at that too when we're bowling we let go back look at that frame right there i lost 20 <laughs> pins right there yeah <laughs> yeah that's, it is that's true that's like a lesson on life I man like the, you can right have like there. eight strikes surrounding it but you look at the negative you look at the one that you the one that you could have could have gotten right. better yes yeah. so yeah. If we can just learn to be content yeah. with the eight with the strikes eight. yes yes you know and just be like yeah, i'm we're, good we're never happy we want them all yeah but then again how do you grow you know? Exactly. So yeah. exactly. The coolest, the coolest game I think I had was I think, was it the last day that we were here? Yeah. And I think I was last just night. like I was just happy. I'm like, okay, we're good. I don't think I'm like I don't think anything's affecting um, the scores it's or just anything. Just for fun, yes. Just for fun. Just for fun. And in the last frame, I hit a strike, and then the next one I hit another strike, but it was I was like it was an accident because <laughs> I the ball left my hand kind of weird. <laughs> And Freddie's like, you got it, you got it. I was like, oh, it was an accident. He's like, it's a good accident. Good and then accident. I think, did I get a turkey? Mm-hmm. I did get a turkey. So, and it was, I got Great all the pins. Finish. It wasn't just the nine that we were doing. Yes, yes. It was you all You get the real them. ones, it makes you feel even better. Yes. Yes. I'm like, that was a real strike. <laughs> that was a real one. It was a lot of fun. So it is fun. One thing I do notice about you, Chris, and and every time you're here, maybe it's because you're, you're in your element, you know? Yes. 
but you're always in a good mood. You know, always in a good mood. It's my home away from home. It, yeah, so it's crazy because, and this isn't going against anybody from like our church, but you can see people at church, not necessarily like our father's house, but you can see people at church and you can just see like they're going through it and we're supposed to be like in our element. But then you have Chris Pouliers over here and just <laughs> talking to everybody and it just... It and just, it just so al- jovial. And he's always here, but he's happy. always happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> is 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 that just a, a bowling thing, or is that just a, a you thing, or you just have a positive outlook? You know, what is it? What's I, going I on? Love this being, is infectious. It is, and I love being here, and I love I love that everybody's got either a question or they come up and have a, a, something good to say about what we're doing over here, and that always makes us feel good. That hey, okay, we're doing something right. And so many times I've heard that thank you for getting our leagues going. Thank you for doing this for us, and that just makes me feel really good. And I and I tell the I tell the management too of the bowl. It's like, hey, everybody appreciates that you're letting us do the leagues. I said I tell them to let, let them know too. And um, yeah, I just love interacting with everybody. It's crazy because the, the way you are, because you love talking about bowling. You you yes. can you can have a conversation with somebody on lane ten on with about bowling, yes. and then you go to someone with lane one about bowling, and you don't you don't mind it. No. And it's crazy because I don't want that for me about bowling because I, lo- I like I love bowling, but I just think okay that's the mindset that I need to have whenever it comes to like my my faith and religion when I go to church because like, I find myself and this is just the human in me where someone kind of someone at church or somebody might just just pour something on me <laughs> yeah and I almost like I'm just like it's just like I just want to go eat lunch already. But then you have Chris, you know, like, hey, Chris, I'm, I'm doing this wrong on my, 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 my backstroke or whatever it is or the ball. What do, you, do you have any suggestions? And Chris just like, yeah. Yeah, I'm always there to help. Always out, there to sure. help. I know he told For me sure. that I was getting, that I was still turning. And I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty straight. He's like, no, you're still like turning your body to the side. Twisting and turning but, a little too and much. And he said, maybe don't go down so low. Maybe stay up. And then that way you have more control. And it helped me. But the <laughs> thing is, you received that feedback, right? Oh, yeah. What is the difference? It's going to bug me after we do this episode. What is the difference of the like the setting and bowling to where someone is susceptible to feedback, someone is there to willing to give it, and everything is just jovial and light and I think I have the answer. And airy. But then you'll go somewhere to like like... Like when it comes to your faith, and there's heaviness. I have. I, I think I have the answer. What's the answer? And this is no disrespect to anybody. This is just me talking because we can mm-hmm. all we can all kind of just like see it. We can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. What is it? So I think, and this might this might rub people the wrong way. I think it's because I wanted to get better. Okay. And okay. Some, yes. Hold on. Sometimes, in faith. People are good with what they're doing. They're good with what they're they don't at. want to be told what they're doing wrong. Yep. So they're I not going to receive it. I went to him wanting to get better. People go to church, but they don't want the do- the the doctor, the pastor, to specifically tell them, "Okay, you should change this." We don't want to change what we're doing. So that's the difference. So I the think. difference. No, no. That's you're not going to offend anybody right there. That's no. a good life lesson. The difference is you want to get better. Yeah. And then when you see results, or I want to change. I want to change, change it for the better. Change for the better. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You just nailed it right there. I think. <laughs> I, th- right. I think this whole podcast <laughs> happened for that moment right there because there's clarity for me right there. So yeah. Noemi's dying to ask you something. I already see okay. your last name yep. up on yep. the screen right there. Um, <laughs> we're gonna end. No, no, no. Is it gonna take some time? Maybe. 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 Not, are we gonna start a new be... one? Yeah. Okay. All right. So. I've been wanting to ask you this for a while, but I never really had. We always have conversations, friendly conversations. Um, But this is the first time we actually get to sit with you and really pick your brain. (laughs) Where do you know where your family's from? Uh, Yes. Where are they from? Yeah. So on on my on my mom's side from Mexico. Okay. And on my dad's side from Italy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense because of yep. the last name. And yeah, it's I Italian always, last name. Yep. I always say this because my, my last name is like super Italian. <laughs> the way I know if someone is Italian is if their last name sa- sounds like the name of a pasta. And Poulier <laughs> sounds like a pasta. <laughs> okay. Well, All if, right. If you go to Save Mart, you can find the bread with our last name on it. Yeah. So They have the bread yeah, over there. My yeah, my last name is Sasania. It sounds like lasagna almost. So <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. like a it sounds like a pasta. Yep. So yeah, your I pulled up your last name in the <laughs> family search origins. Uh-huh. It says Italian and Jewish. Oh. Uh, from an 
I'm going to butcher this from an <laughs> adjectival derogative, uh, der, der, derivative, sorry, a derivative of Puglia, hence a habitational name for someone from Apulia. Apulia is actually a region in Italy, uh-huh. and they are known for olive oil. So all the olive oil that we get from Italy is from Puglia, from, from where your family might have originated from. Very so cool. that's what the last name means. Someone from Apulia. Very cool. Is Their last name is Puglia. Damn. So, you know, it's not very like it's it's very anticlimactic, but I love searching last names that and is cool. I thought no, that was yeah, it is crazy. Olive oil. And it's beautiful. It looks Olive like branch. Yeah. Peace. <gasps> yeah. And Chris is just the All piece of, of the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, and it says Puglia is also called Apulia. It's a region in uh, southeastern Italy, and it extends. They are known they're known for their olive oil and table olives in many different varieties. So that's where most of our olive oils come from. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's nice. So I don't know if you probably already knew that, but <laughs> I found it quite interesting. It looks like a fairy tale, too, the picture of it. And and lastly, um, Chris, uh, when do you plan on retiring? I have to go next next year. It'll be like later next year. What? How old I know. are you? It's too too long. Too long. I'll be 54 when I get That's too long? What? I have I guys wait, wait too long. I have guys at work waiting till 65 and a half. <laughs> wow. Hey, you're, uh, he's ready to live his I'm best ready. life. Be my, that'll be my 30th year. I'm good. And then, yeah, and then you retire, team. and then in the community, yeah. you want to do. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna really go big on the kids and get them get them uh, try to get them all involved over here. Try and get the high schools involved, even the younger kids. Um, try to say trying to go to some of the the youth groups, like the church groups and all that, cool. and trying to get days where they can come over here. Yeah, that's that's my big goal to get the kids really involved. And the crazy thing about bowling yeah, is that you, you gotta, can do it. You gotta you gotta get the next generation involved. Next generation. Who's gonna carry it through the net? You know, the next yep. couple. You gotta you can do bowling all year because it's indoors year round. That's Th- right. That's the that's the, I, the cool thing about it. I see yes. other cities that are our size that are doing stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, we can we can do the same thing. For I talked sure. about it in the last yeah. episode. I talked about it in the last episode. There's just something about like a vision for for Los Banos, and I don't know what it is because. I feel like it can go one way or another right now if we kind of let it get out of hand because there's, there's a lot of gang-related stuff that's going along is. in Los Banos right now. But at, at the same time, there's also a lot of boots on the ground when it comes to yeah. different churches and organizations yeah. and then the the, um, the the political side of it. Like, there's people that are willing to work. So I feel like we're yeah. really at a at a fork in the road. Yeah. And and the, the men and women of the community got to stand up and... and like I said, boots on the ground, put in the effort. Yeah. Nothing good comes. Yep. Nothing good comes easy, and just just especially, put in some work. Especially because a lot of the times when their kids are having issues with gangs and drugs and all that stuff, it's usually because they have no sense of belonging. Yes, and they don't have a sense of like I, I'm a part of something. Of something so they yes. make themselves a part of something that's easy and fast, and like you live fast, you die fast. You yep. know. Yeah. Um, so I think it is important to have stuff like this available to them and that someone is checking up on them and someone, you're part of the team. Someone you know? who cares. Someone and who we cares. care about them. And yes, you're a yes. part of we it. Want them you're here. part of a group. You're yep. very much wanted and loved and cared about. Yes. And I think that's, that's really what everybody craves to be a part of something or feel For like, sure. like they are wanted somewhere, yes. you know? And I think that that's, that's one of the the bigger themes that I see um, with younger kids or kids that I see that are in a bad way um, is that you know they either either have issues at home they they just don't feel desired or wanted and that is very devastating to me. It um, is. So I think I think that what you're doing is great and we appreciate you. I appreciate Thank your you. help. Thank you're always you. you're always there to help. It's funny because you'll be like, okay, I'm going home. And then I see you like 30 minutes later I'm still, still talking to I'm somebody. Still here. And yeah. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> but always helping someone out. It, it's, cr- it's crazy because are, 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 you, are you a Christian? Do you, do you, do you have faith? Or, yes. Or, yes. Okay. It's crazy because y- your demeanor is the epitome of a Christian. It's crazy. Yeah. Be, I'm just, you don't it, have to be smacking people with Bibles you to don't. show, like, you, you know? You're, true, true. Just be pe- kind pe- to people. People gravitate towards you. You're always a joy to talk to. You enjoy what you do. You enjoy feedback. You enjoy teaching. You it, it, Nothing is forced. It just kind of comes naturally. W- one thing 
one thing that, that it's crazy because you are the best bowler out there, but no one would know it. No one will know it until they bowl against you. True. So that's another. I didn't know you were the guy that he was talking about. <laughs> yes, I talked to him. I was like, he's hella good. <laughs> and and d- no one knows it. Why? Because you're also humble. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. You're the epitome I, of yeah, a good Christian. I didn't see you bowl till maybe like the middle. Like anybody who is super like, oh, let me show these guys like how it's done. Yeah, I didn't you bowl know? your guys no. league right away. You so yeah, dude yeah. in his right black away. hat and his shorts <laughs> yeah. comes in and it's like, wasn't he just, just fixing the lanes? Wait, he doesn't everyone. work here. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's smiling. the freaking league secretary. Smiling man. At every, yeah, every time bowled in Japan. Lane, every time the lane messed up, we'd be like, "Where's Chris?" Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing they asked. First thing they asked, "Where's he at? Where's he at?" Yeah. Yeah. So um, like I can snap my fingers and lanes better again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish, right? You so, know what to do. Um, Chris, it was a joy having you. It was really good. We really um, appreciate your time. Yeah, you your you time too. You do not too. have to do this. And, and, we really and I think this it. is good. I mean, we'll we'll uh, pump it out for uh, Jung- Jungle Jim's Adventure Lanes. What is it called? Jungle Jim's Adventure Lanes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I think yes. I got it right. Yes. Jungle and Jim's we'll, Adventure Lanes. We'll yeah. pump it out. And, I mean, they've I mean, got a lot of, they, if you've never been here, they've got arcade games. They have... A full snack bar. They've laser you know, tag. Laser tag. They bowling. Got a lot of Pretty stuff soon, here. a sports bar. They have sports bars coming. Really, in a, in a smaller scale, but they have everything a big bowling alley would have. Yeah, yes. with yes. that sports bar, Food, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be something big in Los Baños. Yeah, you yes. know, because yeah. what else is but there? But we have to support. If we don't support, we're not going to have right. it. So we have to all be willing to 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 put our you know put our our work in also to keep places like this open for our kids. Yes, for the too. kids for sure. Allie loves bowling. My daughter, she's nice. she just turned seven. Um, she loves bowling. She'll cry because she wants to come. Um, <laughs> so I think it's important to have stuff like this for them. And, and I, I I like that when they open this place up. Um, they kept it priced right. It's priced. Yes. It's priced for our city. It's not priced for a, a LA, a Bay Area. It's right. priced right. If you even go outside of our town and go try and look at what they're charging and for some for some of the bowling rates for hourly rates, it's just it's gone. It's, it's gone so far up. And and they've still kept it down to where families can afford to come here. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. They yeah. they haven't haven't done it just for the almighty dollar. It's like we're going to charge right. this, and that's what it is. Yeah. They've kept it affordable and and. If you're not supporting it, then you're yeah. missing out because, yeah. yeah, it's it's trying going out of town and what you're going to spend out of town compared to staying in town, not having to drive anywhere. This is the best deal in town yeah. right now. Yeah, it's and cheaper than staff, a movie. The, the it's cheaper than a movie, have, yes. The staff they have are really, really nice. They're very sweet people. It feels um, a lot better people. than the last. Nothing against the last owners, but, I mean, it just feels a lot better this time around, too. And then, like I said, too, earlier, it's just that... It being something to do after two years of a pandemic, I mean, I think yep. that kind of helps out too. Yep. And more yeah. family oriented for for uh, the staff and everything. A lot, a lot of a lot of good people working here, and yeah. like I say, it's been more community. Um, they've gotten a lot of uh, uh, groups coming in to yeah. come in and do their group nights. You guys did did a night with the kids out. Yeah, a couple of oh, them. Yes. New, yeah, yeah. Did too. yeah, we're probably yeah. gonna do another one soon too. Yeah, so it's, just, it's just convenient and it is. It's easy. You don't have yeah. to worry about the, the weather. The kids love nope. it. The kids, kids love it. They get so excited. Yeah, and that yeah. might be their they only time it. they get to come when they come with the with the with the yeah. youth groups. You know, yeah. when, maybe their parents can't can't bring them or something. Or right. you know, a lot of people work crazy hours in our town, going mm-hmm. over the hill, commuting and everything. So yeah, if you can get yeah. them out here on a youth group and or just in a group, you know, in general, that's why I, I want to do it with the schools because they're already in school, so they can right. come over here and, and get it while they're during their school time. Yeah, do what we did when we were kids. Yeah. like after school, you run to the bowling run alley the for ball. a little while. Yeah, run to the ball, have fun. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. So um. Any last words? We good? We're good. We're good, Chris. Yeah. Any shout outs, Chris? So that was pretty much it, right? Jungle Jim's <laughs> Adventure Lanes. Jungle Jim's uh, Adventure Lanes. Yeah, Chris, uh, we appreciate you having you and on the podcast. You, if you want to learn how to bowl a little bit better and Chris is here, then, you know, ask for Chris. If he's here, I'm sure he'll help you. I'll definitely, I'll definitely help. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. I'll definitely help. Thank you, guys. Have a good day because if it ain't good, why have it? Bye. Bye.